I know. I was just I was just biting my lip. Whoa, that's self mutilation. Hello. It tastes like copper. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep that in. It's fine. Hello and welcome to our podcast. <laughs> I'm Gage. I'm Sarah. And you're listening to Pas de Deux with Sarah and Gage. Or Gage and Sarah. Or Gage and Sarah. It doesn't matter which way. Because we're the same person. Basically. Today <laughs> we'll be discussing episode 13 of Dance Academy. Family. It's literally just called family. Yeah. That's it. We're not lying to you. I mean, that's the... That's the... I mean, that's really the theme of the episode, but it's pretty boring. Yeah, they could at least say, like, familia to make it, like... Familia? Cultural. (laughs) (laughs) Familia. I don't think they have a lot of dealings in Spanish in Australia. Probably not. What do you think is, like, the second most spoken language in Australia? Okay, I don't want to be culturally insensitive. I'm white. I don't know much about Australia, but I feel like it would be would something aboriginal. Would it be, like, an aboriginal? aboriginal? Yeah, yeah, like, an aboriginal language? Is, what's that? I don't know any is of Is there, like, one Wait. singular aboriginal culture in Australia? There can't there be. There's a bunch. There's got to be a bunch. That's how it works, right? That, that would make more sense. Aborigine language. I'm looking it up. This is this is stuff that we should have been studying before we started. But twenty-seven language families. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, wow, that is a lot. Second most, I I feel like the second most spoken language in Australia would be something like French. Why? Because I feel like I feel like most. Um, what was Australia colonized by? Sarah. What? They speak English for a reason. So England. England. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, like, the English, they love their French. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like they would they would speak French, or they would, like, teach it in schools. Oh. Actually. This says that the most, like, the second most spoken language at home, like, in terms of, like, like French is probably one of the most popular, like, taught. Yeah. But, like, the most spoken at home by, like, families and stuff uh-huh. is Mandarin. Oh. Yeah. So they must have, like, a lot of, like, I feel like not many white families just speak Mandarin, so, like, there must be, like, a Chinese community. Probably, yeah. Or, like, multiple. Um, anyway, this has nothing to do with the episode. It really doesn't. It, yeah. I'm getting different numbers, but Chinese is definitely second, based on, Italian is third. That's random. That is really. Okay. <laughs> so, pull up the Netflix synopsis. Oh, yes, I will do that. I was too busy looking up the languages of Australia. Okay, so episode 13, Family. It's open week at the Academy, and Tara discovers she is embarrassed by her unsophisticated parents, especially around her new boyfriend, Ethan. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I want to start this episode... With our assignment from last week, which was writing a monologue. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, can, I have two. Okay. I have one that goes with the theme of the episode, and one that's kind of not at all the theme of the episode. Would you like to do both? I can. Sure. I'd love to. Um, quick uh, disclaimer before we start. Gage did actually write his down. I did it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But we're gonna like I'm gonna like 
I want it to be like free and like natural. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see how it goes. There's a good chance there will be a large quality difference. So we'll go, we'll see. Go ahead, my. I mean, quality life. difference. I definitely wrote this in like a minute and a half well, speed writing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Once, when I was a wee lad, I fell off a jungle gym and split my chin open. I bled everywhere and scared the other kids at school. I was sent home from school for the day, embarrassed and in pain. My parents, however, saw this as an opportunity to make one of the worst experiences of my life into a tolerable one by buying me the DVD of Sharkboy and Lava Girl in 3D with the cool shark glasses. <laughs> my parents have always been there for me. This taught me that family stays and loves through the thick and thin. That's so good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sharkboy and Lava Girl, but I definitely lost the DVD like within the next few years. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I still have the glasses, though. I'm so what you're saying sure. is you don't respect your possessions very much. Second monologue. <laughs> Once, when I was 11, I received the... <laughs> I just realized what this is. Okay. Once, when I was 11, I received the shot for meningitis. I remember it hurting really bad, my eyes tearing up from the stinging. Unfortunately, <laughs> this shot made me vomit uncontrollably for many hours after it was administered. Some things that are meant to protect you must hurt you in the process. <laughs> That's true. That's a true story. I don't think it was meningitis that I actually got the shot for, but I couldn't think of what it was. Probably not. So, I just said meningitis. <laughs> I actually did vomit pretty bad after I got that shot, though. Yeah. It was like sixth grade. I had just performed in our school's talent show with Sarah, <gasps> by the way. What? We had performed together, and then I started getting real ill. I went home, vomited a ton, and then I was totally fine after that. Wow. One time I vomited 13 times one day. Really? Why? I don't know. I just was sick. That's insane. It's all started at school. I left school. But that day I was supposed to be going like on a flight to Florida. <laughs> oh. So. No. That's really? a lie. Wait, tell me about that. Oh, okay, it is? Because I'm like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. It, okay, I got it confused. Um, May of fourth grade, I went to Florida. And then I ate a shrimp po' boy. And then I went home and I vomited all over the deck of the beach house we were staying at. Like, all over. We had to hose it off. Oh, my God. And then I kept vomiting on the plane ride home. And then next year, it was May again. And I, was, and I vomited again. I'm like, I guess I'm going to vomit every May now. Um, but I just vomited at school. And then I went home and I vomited for the rest of the day. And that day we were supposed to be leaving for Arizona because um, my brother was graduating college. Oh. God. That's... So we had to like, delay, okay. we had to like delay our trip because I was vomiting. Okay, podcast listener. Now this is really weird because there are rarely stories that I hear from Sarah these days that I haven't heard before. I feel like I have I haven't heard that before. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I definitely I definitely knew that you had vomited a lot in one day, but you, I didn't know the context. Oh, okay. You know. And like it first happened in a trash can, and like Miss Crisp was like, "Oh no." Miss Crisp, your fifth grade math teacher. Yeah. Oh. And I had to like like sit in the hallway with the trash can in front of me, and like all of the fifth grade teachers came out to like watch me. It was weird, and what? like for some reason I was wearing a hat that day, even though hats weren't allowed at school. <laughs> In Maybe a, it was payback. In a, Once, when I was 11, <laughs> <laughs> I wore a hat to school. And then I got there, and my tummy was just doing all these backflips. And the next thing I knew, my face 
was against a plastic bin and green vomit was just swimming in front of my vision. And that's when I learned you really need to follow school rules or else your body is going to betray you by vomiting 13 times. Oh my god. It was bile every time. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like puking stomach acid. Wow, this is really enthralling (laughs) to listen to. I loved your monologue though. Oh, thanks. Because I like the idea that there's some kind of cosmic punishment for not following school, (laughs) elementary school policy. I like that concept. (laughs) That's why I'm a lawful good. I was scared at a young age. You're a lawful good. You knew that. I I know that I knew that, but our listeners didn't know that. Yeah, I'm a lawful good um, with some neutral good tendencies. Occasionally. We're talking about the Dungeons & Dragons alignment chart. There's nine alignments. It goes from lawful to chaotic and then from good to evil yeah so basically it's lawful neutral chaotic mixed with like lawful or neutral or chaotic mixed with it either good neutral or evil Uh uh-huh sarah is the most boring no that's not true Sarah is one of the most boring. I think I think lawful lawful neutral is the most no lawful neutral is definitely the most boring that's why i said one of but he's I, a true no. I, he's a neutral good. I'm a neutral good, the good one. Yeah. Yeah. People in real life who are evil are scary though. Yeah. The other day, no conversation for later. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. At least bring bring it up for like a bring it up in terms that our listeners would be interested in. Hearing. Oh well, I just learned about somebody's alignment the other day. I'm like, whoa, that oh. totally makes sense. <laughs> Okay, well, now that we got our monologues out of the way, maybe we should actually start talking about what our podcast is about. A uh, proper segue. Uh, Tara is a lawful good. Speaking <laughs> of Tara, <laughs> her family came to town. Her family came... Well, okay, let's start with the monologue, right? Like, her monologue. Yeah, yeah. I'm a collage of body parts. Not just a person. <laughs> I'm a hip that needs to be turned out. Or, I don't know. That was that was basically it. And she said... She said that these days, I try to catch my reflection by surprise. That was weird. <laughs> so stupid. You can't do that. I had a similar thought today, and I was like, your eyes see things upside down and your brain switches it right side up, so what if I just open my eyes really quick and then like, <laughs> saw, and then I saw everything upside down? <laughs> it doesn't work. I don't think it does. I don't think it works. I just tried it. I'm just saying I relate to Tara. <laughs> okay, so we're out we're out in like the not the courtyard, the parking lot of the academy basically. And everyone's parents are coming. Kat's parent or parent, like Natasha. We know her. We've met her in perfection. I believe that was episode 6. Yeah, we haven't met Daddy Karimikov yet. Yeah, no, we haven't. And uh then we have a uh, we have Sammy's mom as well. We've met Sammy's dad. From episode f- five, Real Men Don't Dance, <laughs> my favorite episode. And, uh, but he's not there because he was caught up in a surgery. I'm doing air quotes. Caught up in a surgery, right? Sounds like an excuse. Yes, it does. You're quite on track, young one. <laughs> All, but uh, Tara's parents show up in this old crappy car. It's yellow. It's kind of fun. It's kind of, I, I, I think we should call it the banana mobile. Okay. It's literally like that color. Yeah. It's bright. Yeah. It's almost like a canary, but a little bit less orange. Canary is a great way to describe that color. Yeah. 
Okay, but anyway, they, they show up. Um, Sammy's on the phone with Abigail because obviously Abigail has had a rough time lately. Well, not with Abigail, but trying to. Well, he's trying Abigail. to get to Abigail. Yeah. But he's talking with Abigail's mother who denies his right to talk to her because she's resting, you know? But Tara's parents show up. Um, her parents meet Ethan and right off the bat, um, Tara's dad is just extremely hostile. It's, um, <laughs> kind of fun. It's, it's a trope. A it's a trope. I, trope. I actually wrote that down. Hate this trope. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it is just a trope of the dad being possessive of his little girl. It's gross. But it's kind of, it's kind of fun in terms of, I like seeing Ethan get knocked down a peg. Right. So I loved it in that sense. Um, it, she finds that, Tara finds out that her dad's tooth is chipped. And she wants him to keep his mouth closed because she doesn't want everyone to think that they're hicks. Too late. Too late. We both think you're a hick, Tara. And I'm pretty sure everyone else does too. At least Abigail does. And she's right on track with it. (laughs) Yeah. um, Everyone, like, then we go to class. And apparently, like, this week of, like, open week, as they call it, is where they just watch their children take class. Yeah pretty boring like I don't see why I don't really see the reason for it unless you're like Tara's parents who like have no experience with ballet like at all Mm -hmm. which then it's kind of fun but like Natasha Willis doesn't need to sit there and watch a first year ballet class yeah she probably is appalled by it (laughs) probably but I mean Kat seems to actually be trying I guess to impress her mother for the vacation that was promised to her yeah Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, during class, um, Tara, Tara does somewhat well, and then her father stands up and yells, Go, Tara Banana! Which was charming. Yeah. Like, it, I, like, I would be, like, horrified if my parents did that, but, like, it was cute to see from the outside. Yeah, it actually kind of was. I liked it. It wasn't as annoying as I thought it was going to be. And then, um, <laughs> they go out and have lunch, Tara's parents... And Ethan and Tara. Mm-hmm. They're all sitting at a little cafe. The calf, as I like to call it. I don't call it that. <laughs> the cafe. <laughs> and uh, they're eating, like, like out of a, like, cooler, right? Yeah. Like, they're like, eating, they, like, they, like, brought their own food. They brought their own food, because, like, the city prices are too high or whatever. And, um, the father is continually being awful to Ethan, mm-hmm. which is fun. I remember a specific line where he was like... Where he's like, wow, like Ethan says, like, wow, the weather's just been horrible lately, just raining nonstop. And then the, the father turns to him and goes, wow, it's so weird that you think that rain is awful because it really helps us grow wheat, Ethan. Yeah, and then he's like, where do you think wheat comes from? The supermarket? Or like, how do you think the wheat gets into the supermarket? I'm like, it's not. You don't buy wheat at supermarkets. I also just want, I also just want to point out that like wheat is one of the least water necessary crops out there like there's no there's a reason that they grow it out in the plains where there's not a lot of rain yeah rain in the plain yeah there's not a lot of it especially not in spain i actually don't know how that goes anyway the rain in spain stays mainly in the plains. oh so there is that's from my fair lady right yeah it is yeah um anyway also like i i always got the impression that they were like animal breeders not like well they had they were making food they definitely have sheep, because that's yeah. in the opening. And joeys. And joey, joey, kangaroos. Yeah. Yeah, but what do you do with a kangaroo? 
don't know. Like, you don't get it, get its meat. It doesn't lay eggs. Well, you can eat kangaroo meat. You can, but why would you? That like, seems. Like, at Twisted Root, you can get a roux burger. Twisted Root? Like, the burger shop? Yeah. Oh. So I don't know how common that is, though, to, like, eat. I would kangaroo. hope it wouldn't be. I feel like kangaroos are kind of cute. The young ones are. The adult ones are kind of scary. They're weirdly humanoid. They Honestly, really are. Kangaroos are freaky. <laughs> like, I, hate, I saw one in real life once. I think there's one at Glen Rose, like really? the, the, the wildlife park. And I went there with my parents and I saw a kangaroo and I went, oh my God. I think if I saw a kangaroo in life, I'd dissociate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like they're just, they're just a little bit too human, but still, while still being animals. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh my god. It's like monkeys. Well, I but feel a little like, less. I feel like monkeys. It's weirder than monkeys. I feel like it is weirder than monkeys. Because monkeys are like, cl- they're like close to humans, but I feel like they're still somewhat farther away. Because they usually don't, like, I've never seen a monkey with a stature similar to a hu- to humans. But kangaroos are like around the same size. Yeah. As us. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, monkeys monkeys are never, like, as tall and thin as we are. But kangaroos kind of are sometimes. Yeah, well, they're kind of, like, pear-shaped. They are. They've got, like, butts. Yeah. A badonkadonk. Oh, my God. Back to the plot. <laughs> um, basically, um, like, there's this is the first inkling that we get of her parents having some kind of money issues. Yeah, like, it's never really been hinted at before. Yeah, it's never really been hinted at. And, uh, but, like, this whole, like, cafe lunch thing, we're kind of getting a glance into the idea, oh, hmm, maybe they don't have a lot of money, which is understandable. I mean, they're from the country. Uh, their money is determined by the se- the growing season, I'm assuming. And if it's not good, it's not good. Um, basically, um... After this, Tara denies dinner with her parents to go out with Ethan. Like, she fakes it. It's kind of shady. Yeah, because she doesn't want to have her parents around and Natasha complaining about money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so she comes back from dinner with Ethan. And her mom is in her dorm room. Folding stuff, cleaning up. Kind of weird. Weird busy work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, basically, uh... She tells Tara that they're actually having, like, really severe money issues. And that... And Tara really wants to help. She's, she's like, I can get a job. It's it's all good. But her mom's like, no, that really won't cover it. But I do want you to consider deferring ballet school for, like, a year. And Tara is obviously very resistant to this. She doesn't want to quit ballet. She's very... She's enjoying her time at the academy. Mm-hmm. Understandably. And her mom doesn't isn't asking her to like quit, but she's basically like, "Hey, at least consider like just deferring for like a year so we can figure some money stuff out right now." Totally, totally get it. But there, it's kind of a tender, nice moment when the mom, when like Tara is when Tara is kind of like, "Oh man, I'm not really. I didn't realize that this was as bad as it was." But the mom's like, "It's okay. Just think about it." Like, I think it's kind of cute. Either way, um, we then cut to Kat and Natasha at an interview with some kind of magazine, I'm assuming. 
They're taking photos, I right? I guess so, yeah. They're taking photos. I'm assuming it's a magazine. Um, they're both wearing, they're wearing matching, we'll get to that. They're wearing matching outfits. We'll talk about those in the fashion. Yeah. But, um, basically, uh, during the interview, Kat finds out that Natasha was planning on doing something ballet related while they were supposed to be on vacation later. Yeah. Which is very, which is very uncomfortable because Kat has definitely hinted that Natasha doesn't really care about her. Yeah, she's just, like, a heartless ballet bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. And, uh... And she was looking forward to quality time. Not, well, like, not quality time with her mom, but just, like, time when they would get to, like, pay attention to Kat's, like, wants. Yeah, instead of Natasha's. Yeah. Totally understandable. But this is all ruined because Natasha has planned some kind of... I believe it's a gala, as it's referred to. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and, uh... <laughs> yeah, and then Kat goes full bitch mode and uh, reveals to the magazine that Natasha was a terrible mother <laughs> by saying that she was left in a hotel room in Singapore. Which is appalling. It's absolutely awful. Like, leaving was your child in a different country. Literally left in Singapore while Natasha flew out of the country. Horrific. <laughs> I understand why Kat hates her mother. Oh, yeah, no, totally. But... We, after the interview, um, they're at, like, Sammy's kind of, like, solo. Like, we go back to, Sammy has, like, a solo in class Mm -hmm. to show during open week. Totally, yeah, I get it. We find out, like, Sammy dances his dance, and the father is absent. Sammy's dad is still gone. Obviously, a surgery doesn't take a day, so it can be assumed that his father chose not to come or, or is completely swamped at work. I'm assuming that he was chose not to come, you know. Yeah, because he's angry at Sammy for choosing ballet. Yeah, and uh, Tara Tara gets up and dances her solo after <laughs> Sammy tells her to go kill it, roast the duck. Weirdly out of character for Sammy. I guess he's just angry with his dad, but because she's dancing ugly duckling. Um, yeah, she dances ugly duckling. Her parents love it. Her mom, like, holds her dad back from jumping up and shouting again, which I thought was kind of of a cute relationship dynamic. Yeah, Yeah, and then um, Kat comes and is like, hey, Tara, I need some retail therapy. And obviously Tara is at this point, like, not feeling great about money. Yeah. So Tara is like, you know what, Kat? You suck for having money and flaunting it. You're awful. I thought it was a little harsh. And throwing away your position at the academy. Yeah, it was a lot to like just throw out all at once. It's a little bit much. Um, so Tara storms out of the academy after like yelling at Cat. Christian goes to comfort her near the swans, a new pond that we haven't seen. <laughs> um, to 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 he comforts her to flute music, and without the flute music would have been totally fine. With the flute flute music. Very romantic flute. feeling. Flute. <laughs> flute music. <laughs> With the flute, it feels weirdly romantic between the two of them. It was very tender. And, like, you don't really see... You haven't really seen any tender moments between them. Especially Christian. Like, you haven't seen any tender moments with Christian in general, really. The, the last, like, moment I remember between them... Like, I'm sure, like, there have been others and I've, like, analyzed others. It's just when, like, um... 
his friend came and was like, yeah, we robbed a server. And then she went, what? Wait, a server? Servo. Servo. We robbed a servo. It's a a petrol station, as they call it. Okay. Um, And she went, what? You're joking. There's no way that's true. (laughs) So it wasn't even a direct interaction. Anyway. There's been others, but yeah. like nothing huge like this. Like yeah. this was really this this had weird romance. So this is like time. a big jump. Cause like their first like real interactions were him going, Ever kissed a guy? Yeah. How far have you gone? Yeah, which was really sleazy and weird. And now he's just being like a gentle friend. Adorable. But it's still romantic. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and um basically they have like weird, like ugly duckling swan chat. Mm-hmm. Talking about how they're 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 all swans are really ugly. Why are there so many ballets about them? I disagree. I think, I think swans are beautiful animals. Yeah. Like even like they're not like the the prime example of natural beauty. Yeah. Like it's weird that like ballets and stuff have decided that like oh swans they're just so elegant like that's the thing but they are cute. I mean I think swans are pretty. I think swans are like one of the more elegant like birds. Birds. You know, like they're not flamingos or dodos. Or do- well, dodos are dead. So you can't be elegant if you're dead. <laughs> oh God, poor Abigail. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she did almost die. Ah! She did. Uh... She did almost die. Okay. That did happen. Let's let's continue. <laughs> okay. Well, we cut to Sammy. Uh, he's like. Hey, dad was never gonna come, was he, mom? Mom's like, he was gonna try. And she's like, and he's like, yeah, okay, mom, yeah, okay. And he uh, calls Abigail. He calls Abigail. <coughs> is that a sneeze? Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. He calls. <laughs> he calls Abigail's mom, and he uh, he gets hung up on again. So and so this time instead of just taking it. He goes to Abigail's house and throws a ton of rocks at her window. <laughs> like, like not pebble, not a pebble at a time. No, like literally, like you can hear it. He throws like a handful of pebbles at her window. Yeah. And they like all trickle down. It's like the loudest thing in the world. It's like a Tekeli piece. It's like a it's like a Frank Tekeli composed piece where like he literally it just throws a ton of pebbles all at once. They trickle down. I can't imagine the mom didn't hear it. Whatever. He climbs through the window. She's watching a dance movie. And he kind of just, like, sits there silently and comforts her. It's, yeah. It's it's really tender. This is a tender episode. Yeah. Yeah. Family. It's really, yeah, it's really nice. And, like, that's just, like, really real. Like, sometimes you don't need somebody to sit and, like, listen to you and, like, have a therapy session with you. You just need, like, good, positive, relaxing company. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's cute. Basically, at this point, like... Abigail is just completely removed from, like, the dance experience. And showing that she has... Showing that she has companions in her dance comrades is is cute for her. Because, like, obviously, she... I mean, she's, you know, like she is. So she doesn't... She never really knows where she stands with these people. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see that she has a companion in Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he deserves a little better. Well, that's definitely Like, he's true. spending a lot of time on somebody who's really rude. Well, but yeah. But it's, it's cute. Yeah. So, anyway, we go back to the dorms, and we find that uh, Tara's basically taking it upon herself to quit. Yeah. Like we'll, she, we'll, we'll, do, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's taking it. it upon herself to quit. She's like, she's like, 
yeah, well, I guess the idea of the Academy just really didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be, you know? Like, I just like the idea here more than I like what it actually is like. And her mom obviously knows what's going on. But her dad's like, oh, really? That's just so weird. Mm -hmm. And Tara's like, well, I've made up my mind. I'm not coming back here. And uh, Tara goes to uh, tell Miss Rain about this. And Miss Rain gives her her point shoes back. Thought that happened a long time ago. Yeah! <laughs> but but I guess it's happening now. And Miss Rain is like visibly and verbally angry about Tara's decision to quit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Miss Rain doesn't know the whole story. Yeah, she's like, if dance isn't your life, then you could just get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happens. Yeah. Tara's like, Tara goes to clear out her dorm. Like, this is like very like weirdly like final. Like, she's clearing out her dorm. She's telling Miss Rain that she's leaving. And like, we're all, like, at this point, I'm like, what? Like, she's not actually going to leave, right? She's, like, the star of the show. Mm-hmm. But they, they go to a rooftop party. Like, the same rooftop from, like, the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sammy, Sammy calls her crap for doing this. I think Tara's crap. <laughs> Yeah. No, she said, no, he said, I think it's crap. And then he went, correction, I think Tara's crap. Yeah. <laughs> Which was really good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically they're just like, she's like saying her goodbyes and stuff. And they're like, and, uh, Sean walks by and he's like, hey, everyone's placements just got posted. Like, placements from the, I guess, the school year. Yeah, because they, we. They get ranked. They already established that they get ranked in every class. Yeah, yeah. And so their placements are out for mid-year. And uh, Tara's like, well, there's nothing better to do, so might as well just go check out my ranking. Yeah, because everybody's just, like, sitting around, like, moping because Tara's leaving. Yeah. And uh, we find out that Tara gets the scholarship. The first year scholarship award. That's the grand revealing the scholarship music. Okay, I'm sure we'll use that sound clip again. (laughs) And, um, Tara gets the scholarship. She's like, oh, wow, I can stay now because this is, this is being paid for. It's kind of weird, though, because Miss Rain definitely, like, hints that it was given to her because she needed the money. Kind of weird. What do you mean? Like, like, Miss Rain comes up behind them as they're, as she, like, right as she's, like, finding this out. And she's like, and that means all boarding fees paid for and all, and all, like, and, like, not just the tuition, and you'll be working in private classes with me. Like, the way that Miss Rain said it definitely made me feel as though she knew about the financial situation, which was kind of weird. My guess is that, like, Tara's parents went and talked about it. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Um, but it's good. Like, it really annoyed me that, like, Abigail was trying so hard for the scholarship in previous episodes, because, like, you don't really need it. You just want it as another accomplishment under your belt. Like, Tara would have had to give up her career because she couldn't afford this place. So, like, I really, like, it, it is a little bit like a, wow, everything's magically solved for her. It's but, very, like, like deus ex machina. Scho- that is, like, how scholarships are supposed to work. It's, like, <laughs> they're given to people who need them so they can get opportunities that not a lot of, like, economically disadvantaged people usually get. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. And so now Open Week's over basically so all the parents are leaving Mm -hmm. tara tara's parents like are packing up tara's mom is like 
well, I'm so sorry for, like, putting you through that. Because, like, now you've got the scholarship, so it's all okay. And Tara's like, first grown-up thing I've ever had to do. And it's like, oh my god, she's right. She's never had a grown-up experience other than, like, possibly sacrificing her schooling. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And this is, like, borderline. Like, it's not even that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to have, like, a discussion about it. Okay, of course. And uh, Kat and Sammy whisk Tara away for a few hours. Yeah, they're, like, getting ready to pack up and leave. Like, and then... to go home. And they're like, we're going to take her for a few hours. And they go, what? Okay. <laughs> I did I did a shrugging motion. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> So yeah, um, wacky teens. Wacky teens. They go out. They go to a bridge. The bridge that we see a lot in the back of shots. Yeah, because the one bridge in Sydney. Like the bridge that's really close to like the academy and the opera house. And the opera house. Probably. No, I don't think so. Aren't they all close together? No. How big is Sydney? Pretty big. Huh. It's like the biggest city in Australia. I think in the world. Well, that's not true. What's the biggest city in the world? Uh, New York. Really? Yeah, New York, and then I'm pretty sure after that it's Tokyo, and then after that it's London. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure New York is the biggest by population. Oh, not what I was asking. What are you... What's the biggest city in the world? What could you have possibly been asking if you were asking... Land! Land? Who would know that off the top of their (laughs) head? There's no way anyone would know what the biggest city by land is. I want to know what is. land covers the most earth ground. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what land covers the most earth ground? Well, you see, I have my phone right here. That was we so can look it up. Phrase. Was it? I didn't notice. On my part. I didn't notice. Yeah, okay. Biggest city by landmass. No, they're all rated by population density. Like no one would <laughs> no one would ever ask what the biggest city is by landmass. Oh, wait. Actually, wait. Here's one. <laughs> oh, we actually have a... We... We actually have a... New, New York is still the number one. Okay. Oh, my God. The USA actually, like, dominates the top 12 except for Tokyo. What are they? Um, New York. And then after that's Tokyo. And then in, in successive order, Chicago, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Boston, Los Angeles, Dallas-Fort Worth, Houston, Detroit... Washington and Miami. Is this all just like proper, like the city proper, or does it include like? It seems as though it's it's this is this is by land this is by land. Also, Dallas Fort Worth is a very large like area that's not all like one thing. Well, Dallas Fort Worth is just those two cities. That's all they're referring to with Dallas slash Fort Worth. Oh. Yeah, which I mean, together they are massive. But why would you put them together? Because they're not really standalone cities. Cities. Like, I'm pretty sure that they have, like, joint government. I think I they do. I'm not sure. We live near Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah. So, like, I'm not. Hmm. I never really thought about it. Why are they always grouped together? Maybe because they're too puny on their own. Anyway, like, that's. By land, I guess that makes sense because the U.S. is, like, one of those. I don't know. We have a lot of land as yeah. a country. So it well, makes sense I, that like, the biggest cities... I feel like we don't really pack our cities as tightly. Yeah, we don't. We kind of spread them out. Oh, huh. This is an interesting list. The uh, 20th biggest city in the world, based on landmass, is San Juan in Puerto Rico. Which is pretty small, yeah. if I know how it works. So that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico. Uh, the big, actually, the biggest city by landmass in Australia is Melbourne. Oh. 
Yeah. So that's interesting. Not Sydney, but Sydney's the one that you always think of. So that means the bridge is right next to the opera house. <laughs> well, that's the not, bridge. well, okay. Well, okay. Uh, actually, Sydney still has 1,687 1, square kilometers. So it's still really big. Uh, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it's uh, the 34th, 34th, 34th biggest. This is an interesting list. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the, back to the, back to the plot. They're on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> They're back on the bridge. They're walking on the bridge, the top of it. That's like a thing. I saw is it on it Oprah. You saw it on Oprah? Yeah. <laughs> well, then it has to be a thing. I saw gay conversion therapy on Oprah once. No, you didn't. What? Yeah, they were just exploring it. Oh. Like they were they weren't like endorsing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, they go to the bridge, they take a photo, they send it to Abigail, it's adorable. It's a really cute friend moment. It is a really cute friend moment. Um, basically, Tara, Tara's mo- monologue at the end of the episode is like, well, I now have two families, one at home and one at the school. Um, it also kind of weirdly implies that like Christian and Ethan are brothers, even though they only seem to like kind of like each other. Yeah, like they just like hang out to compete. Yeah, so that's kind of a strange, strange um, little thing. But Ethan was, like, staying back, because, so, like, Christian has to stay at the academy during the holidays because of the way that his, like, probation or whatever is working. And Ethan's like, hey, homie, I'm here, let's play some b-ball. Bro. Well, he's not, he's not. No, but he's still there for a bit. He's still there for a yeah, bit. Yeah, it's like, I'm gonna show you some company. Yeah. Or give you some company. Yeah, and basically Tara's like, I have two families, I have two homes, it's adorable. Yeah. It's very, it's very cheesy, but Theme it's cute. Of this episode, cute. Theme, very, very thematic. Heartwarming. Heartwarming. Okay, now that we're done with the plot, that was massive. Well, I mean, we didn't really talk about the plot for all of the plot discussion, but we did. Yeah, we got a little off topic. We did get a little off topic, but no biggie. I'm sure you guys enjoy us. I mean, we're very likable people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something else, please, God. Um, what do you want to get into next? I feel like we should talk about Tara's decision and her money debacle in general. Okay, Um, finance. I really like when shows talk about money because it is, like, a really big issue. And I also have, like, but I, I like, live in a community where money is not a very obvious and, like, troubling issue for most people. Well, actually, it's kind of interesting because I feel like where we live, specifically, like, in, like, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, suburbs, at least. Yeah. It, like, it's very similar to, like, this, like, dance academy kind of thing where, like, there are a few kids with money issues. Yeah. But, and like... they're the disgustingly, like, rich kids. And then there are, like, the really, really rich kids. Yeah. And, like, pretty much everyone is comfortable except for the very, the, like, the few disadvantaged ones. Yes. And... So I appreciate, like, seeing it play out on television because it's something that I would like to be, like, exposed to more and, like, understand the struggles of a little more. I mean, like, I, like, I, I, like, can't just go out and buy whatever I want willy-nilly, but, like, I'm definitely, like, comfortable. Oh, yeah, no, me too. Um, but, I don't know, just, like, how much are they struggling if they, like, can't, like, afford to, like go and eat at a couple nice places just for this, like, one visit to the city. I don't really know. And then, 
they should have known that this was going to be, like, an expensive school for Tara, like, getting into it. Yeah, they really should And so I think that's kind of unfair and irresponsible of her parents to, like, ask her to quit. And, like, her mom didn't really seem to be very sorry about it. Like, I know that this is your biggest passion in the world, but I'm going to ask you to, like, put it on hold. Like, I, I feel like that's deflecting a lot onto your kid. And, like... Yeah, there's kind of a line from this episode that confused me from the mom. Which is like, yeah, I'm just trying to juggle a lot of dreams right now at the moment. I'm like, who's? Yeah! <laughs> That's like, what like, I thought, too. I'm like, Tara, Tara's the one with the future. And an only child, as an far as An only child. Know. I don't know. I, I, Maybe the dad and the mom have, like, weird, like, passions that we don't really know about. But, like, I definitely get the vibe that the dream, the only dreams that she's juggling are Tara's and the farm. Yeah. That's all I'm getting. Yeah. I agree. Um, and then... Tara, like, choosing to, like, just quit on her own, like, she called it, like, a grown-up decision, but I don't really know if I agree. I think it was noble, but I also think it was annoying. I also was really annoyed at how she wouldn't tell Miss Rain why she was quitting. Yeah. She's just like, oh, it wasn't for me. It's like, just say you're having money issues. Like, that's totally fine. Yeah. And, like, it almost, you, it almost usually implies if that... you tell people you're having money issues, like, in those situations, they're like, we want you to be successful here. Like, we will try and help you. Yeah, it's almost like Tara had, like, given up. Even trying to, like, find a way around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was annoying. It was really annoying. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so... It had, like, good ideas behind it, but I don't think it was executed super well. Like, I think it was a little sloppy. And just, like, we need some drama in this episode. Yeah, yeah, it was a little sloppy. But, I mean, I think it kind of... I think knowing Tara as a character, I think it's something she would have done. Oh, yeah, it fit. It fit. It was just annoying. <laughs> yeah. It, and it definitely kind of implied that she was ashamed about it. Yes, definitely. Which I feel like she would be, surrounded by all these rich folk. Mm-hmm. Like, cat. Yeah. Obviously. I think I think her lash out against Kat wasn't really reasonable at all. Based on my understanding of their relationship. I I think this is the beginning of like a weird shift in Kat's character. Like we'll get into it more as like it as becomes the more obvious. Go on. Yeah. But like Because we're we at this moment we are currently a little bit ahead of where we're talking about in the series. Yeah. And it, it but there is a shift that we will notice and observe later on because in this episode when natasha is like yeah here's another example of how i'm not paying attention to you and how i care about dance like most like cat's like okay well i've lost my incentive to be good at dance i'm really sick of not being paid attention to uh i'm really sick of being at this place that i'm only at for my mother and so she's just kind of like angry and irresponsible and like i understand like tara in the heat of the moment like being kind of bitter about it because it's like i would kill to be here and you're here and throwing it away but it's like obviously she doesn't understand like the emotional strife that cat's going through like she sees it as a very surface thing yeah and there are nuances to both of their struggles at the moment yeah and i think both of them are kind of ignoring each other's or not even i don't think cat's ignoring it i think cat's just not in the loop like, Tara obviously didn't let her know about it. It just this. doesn't seem like they talk to each other about their feelings that much. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, like, best friendship at this point. Yeah. Because they're, like, best friends, but they seem to kind of... Not really talk about private Lie on things. the surface. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Like, it seems as though Tara 
has a definitely Tara and Kat both have more emotional relationships with Sammy than each other, even though they seem to refer to each other as their best friends. Yes. At the academy. Yeah, Sammy's just the guy who's just always there to listen to people when they're upset. Yeah. Which is nice, but I'm sure that's very draining for him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sammy's emotionally mature, but he can't bear the load of everyone. He's like 15. (laughs) I feel that. Okay, Sarah. (laughs) I have something completely unrelated to Dance Academy that I want to talk about because it was absolutely horrific this morning. I have a, I have a little anecdote. You really want to talk about it now? Yeah, I really do. Okay. I'm so sorry. Um, this morning, I was in the shower and uh, I was cleaning myself off, minding my own business, you know, doing my thing. And I uh, opened my eyes and I'm like, oh, that's kind of a gross little fur ball down at the floor of my thing. I must have dragged it in with my foot, right? As I was getting into the shower. It was a dead spider. And I went to pick it up. And I, I, when I realized that it was a spider, I actually had a um, moment in my head where I consciously thought, wow, this is so horrific that I'm never going to forget it. And I honestly don't think I will. Like, I picked up a dead spider. And I am scared of them, obviously. Yeah. And I literally had the thought, wow, this is so awful that it's never going to leave my me- my memory. I'm so sorry. How it's, big was it? It's fine. It wasn't that big, but it was, like, I had brought it close to my face because I, okay, I wear glasses. If our viewers don't know, I wear, my, I wear glasses. Listeners. Listeners. Viewers. <laughs> listeners. Whatever. I wear glasses. And so when I'm in the shower, I'm a little bit less capable of noticing things going on. So that's why I picked it up and thought it was a furball. Like, if I had had my glasses on, I would have been able to tell, hey, this is a dead spider, and I want it to be gone from my eyesight. But no, I didn't have my glasses on, picked it up, thought it was a furball, and I brought it close to my face. I don't know why. I guess I had my suspicions, but I don't know why I would have picked it up if I had my suspicions anyway, and wouldn't have just gotten close to it without it. Anyway... Whatever, I, it was a flawed, it was flawed logic, and it was so scary, and I just bit my tongue talking about it. Oh, God. (laughs) Just now. Another anecdote, today, I think I have a, 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 like, tongue tumor. What? Yeah, I have a, like, a ball-shaped thing in my tongue. Where? Show it to me. Uh, I can't quite show it to you. Like, it, I can just feel a ball within my tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's right at the tip. Can I feel it? You can, but you have to press kind of hard. Okay. It's, it's right... Uh-huh. Okay. Right there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, because you can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a podcast, and we just... We just we're, we're on a podcast talking about a teen dance show, and we just felt my tongue. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, but you can feel it on the top and the bottom, which makes me think it's not a normal sore, or like a normal place where you just bite your tongue, right? Yeah. It's kind of weird, kind of weird, right? But I do stick my tongue out a lot and like hold it with my teeth to represent like stress, or like, yeah, like stress, usually. Yeah. Like that's like a facial expression of mine. Just imagine a boy holding his tongue between his teeth to like represent like... <sighs> Kind of like like the the feeling that you like kind of like represent like with a sharp inhale of breath. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. Oh my god, we're so off topic. <laughs> and there's still so much to talk about. I mean, there's not... There, like, I feel like we've got through like the big emotional parts of the episode. Yeah, I mean, we kind of didn't really talk about Christian and his weird stuff. I mean, we kind of talked about that during the plot itself. Oh, he had some nice bonding with Tara's dad, which was kind of fun. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that in the plot. Um, but he did have weird bonding with Tara's dad. Yeah, like, it was, it was like, cute. And it was like, hey, city boy. And, like, they bonded over cars. And it was kind of interesting because, like, Ethan had, like, a horrible relationship with Tara's dad. <laughs> but, like, Christian and him are getting along swimming. I mean, that's not surprising. I mean, Ethan's kind of a Ken doll. Whoa. Isn't he? Yeah. Ethan's kind of a Ken doll, and Christian's kind of like a real guy. Yeah. Like a real guy's guy, you know? Yeah, like, also, like, Ethan was wearing, like, a button-up shirt and, like, straight, like, Wait, jeans. Wait, don't talk about and the, it was just don't like, talk about the fashion yet. Oh my god, I was just gonna say he looks like a cookie cutter of a good boyfriend. We have to talk, we have to talk, we have to talk about fashion, out, like, later. Well, let's talk about fashion. We're gonna talk about fashion Let's now? talk about fashion. Okay, let's talk about fashion. Let's get right into it. Yeah. Talk about your cookie cutter boy. Well, he was just wearing, like, a blue, like, button-up, and it had, like, sleeves rolled up, and just, like, jeans, and it was very just, like... I'm Ethan, and yeah. I'm dressing nice. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it's the best outfit I think he's had so far. Really? So that was nice. I I have this weird... Okay, don't judge me for saying this. Okay. I have this kind of weird attraction to him in his dance clothes. Oh. Like, his really baggy sweatpants and his teal tank top. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yes. I kind of like him in the, those uh, clothes. I don't know why. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> um, Tara's floral dress in the beginning was really cute. Um, Sammy's outfit while doing his hip-hop solo was really stupid. And was like, it? Really it was baggy. just a graphic tee. It was really baggy. And so like that, I couldn't even like pay attention to the dancing. So I'm just like, he looks like a tiny little boy trying to be funky. Um, I really didn't think that it had that effect on him. Okay, I did. Yeah, but he didn't really have any... Like, both the people that we've mentioned so far... Like, Tara, Tara's floral dress was cute. Her outfit for the thing was kind of... Her for the dinner with Ethan was a little iffy. Oh, I hated that. It was like a colored cami, and then she had like a different, like, brightly colored bra on, and you could see the straps. And then, like, I hate that. Like, that was a thing in that, like, time. Yeah. And then, like the skirt and then like the shoes and then the bag and then like her hair was like in a high bun <laughs> it really it, it, she it was, looked really uh, bad. it was it was bad it was pretty bad but i have to say that taking the cake for worst outfit of the episode was cat's outfit for when she got blown up on by tara she was wearing the most garish owl necklace like it was like big and owl i feel like we might have talked about it before like, there was something owl-themed that we've talked about before on this, like, as in their wardrobes, but this necklace was an owl. Uh-huh. And it was awful. It was huge. It I was like a big it. brooch, but it was an owl, and it was on a necklace, like uh-huh. a big chain necklace. And it, and she was wearing a vest over, like a, like a cute little, like, tiny vest, well, cute, I'm doing that in quotation marks, over a tie-dye shirt, like, short sleeve shirt. Like, little, like, not high-waisted, but not low-waisted. Not, like, low-rise, either. Shorts. Like, they were weirdly... They were in this weird middle spot Mm -hmm. that wasn't high-waisted, but it wasn't low-rise, either. So they were just kind of, like, dangling there on her, like, in her mid-waist. And they weren't cute. And then a beanie. That sounds horrible. It was horrible. I can't believe you didn't notice it. Uh, Yeah. It was awful. 
Her leopard print dress wasn't good either. Is it leopard? I don't think I'd call it leopard. Leopardish. It was kind of like orangey. Yeah. Or like orangey. She was wearing this at the rooftop party. Yeah. That's the one we're talking about. Yes. It was kind of like orangey blackish. Like a leopard. Like a cheetah. No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't cheetah print. Like it was definitely different than that. But the worst part was that it was orange and she accessorized it with like a like, like, like fuchsia pink cardigan. Yeah. Over it. Oh man. Cat's wardrobe is awful. Cat's wardrobe is just, is like, like I have to say this owl outfit that I can't believe you don't remember. Probably the worst, like one of the worst 10 outfits we've seen all year. Like all, all school year so far. School year in terms of like dance academy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we can talk about we can talk about the fashion in terms of uh, <laughs> targets or point shoes back. Sure. But it's it, like because like that's a fashion kind of thing. But wh- wh- I, I swear yeah. she got them back in like episode like eight. I didn't think there was like a moment where it said like Tara got her point shoes back, but I thought I like have seen her dancing on point or something. It's terribly confusing. Yeah. I, I don't really know. Uh, the male outfits in this episode are not good. Other than Ethan's, like, dress-up clothes. Yeah. Because, uh, Sammy has his baggy clothes. Uh, Christian wears a really weird outfit to the rooftop party. Like, it's def- it feels uncharacteristic, almost. What was it? It was a snapback, a weirdly tight-fitting tank top, like, black, not skinny jeans, but, like, taper-fit jeans. Oh, that's weird. And flip-flops. Ew. Yeah. And I have always been a major hater of flip-flops with pants. Uh, yes. I just hate when guys wear flops. Flops? Yeah. Flops. I hate- Okay, I am- I- I- I'm- I don't think it's fine. Like, I- I don't like it a lot when they wear it with shorts, but with pants it's a major no-go. For me. Yeah. Like, I think that that's really tacky. Yes, definitely. So, music and dancing. Music and dancing. Now, there was there was some good dances in this episode. Yeah. Ugly Duckling was done well. Ugly Duckling was cute. I mean, from what we saw. We didn't see the full thing, yeah. obviously. Um, Sammy's dance was really weird. Yes. It. I, I wrote it down in my notes as contemporary, and then I went... And then after that, I crossed it out and and wrote hip hop. And then I crossed it out again and wrote contemporary hip hop. Because <laughs> I was terribly confused by the genre that they were going for with that dance. Because at first it resembled a contemporary dance. Yeah. And then it kind of got weirdly like funky hip hop. Yeah. And then it got back to... Con- it was like a weird synth- synthesis of the two. Yeah. I couldn't really focus on it that much because of his horrible outfit. Well... But... It was it was fine. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's okay that his dad didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, um, you see, like hip hop class for a little bit. Like that dance is fine, I believe, if I remember properly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, you don't remember it. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um. Other than, like, those two, like, solos, I don't really remember any of the dance, like, sticking out as being, like, a part of the plot, you know? I agree. Do we have a Shade of the Week? Shade of the Week. 
Uh, the only thing that really comes to mind was was when Taro was talking about quitting to Miss Rain. Miss Rain goes, "Well, I can see that if you have your mind on anything other than ballet, that you don't belong here." And it was it was like weirdly like combative. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> like it was like, wow, was way too aggressive. Miss Rain, you are a teacher. You need to calm it down. Mm-hmm. For like a hot minute. I don't know if this quite counts, but I would say that my favorite was Tar's crap. <laughs> no, no, that does count. That's definitely the best one. I can't believe I forgot about that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Do we have any Uggs? Um. I have an Ugg. Okay. Ugg, Tara, why did you quit without telling anyone? Yeah. Like, telling anyone the real, like, reasons, you know? Yeah, because that would have, like, solved it. That would have solved a lot. Like, especially Miss Rain... Ugh, Tara's dad, don't talk about your money problems in public like that. Like, just, like, calm down and, like, complain at home. Oh, one other thing is that they talked about going to a meeting at the bank, and I'm like, your bank is nearby? Like, don't, <laughs> like, don't you live question. in, like, in the Hicks? Yeah, they do. It's, the Hicks. Hickville. 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 Or we can call it the Sticks. Oh, yeah. My father refers to that as the Sticks. He also refers to it as the boonies, but I'm always kind of, I'm always kind of, um, I feel kind of weird using that term because for some reason, like I've never looked it up or anything, but I just get the vibe that it's like based on racism. Interesting. Like my dad, I, my dad's a racist and I just get the vibe that like when he uses that word, I get like kind of a racist vibe. Yeah. Uh, we'll look that up later. We'll look it I'm up. I'm interested now. <laughs> I can look it up right now. You just talk about something. Um, well, I don't think I really have any, like, other, like, straight thoughts, so I'm gonna go into my rating. Oh, yeah. Um, this is, like, it's just, like, as I said before, a cute and heartwarming episode. Plot was a little sloppy. Like, the, like, the conflict was a little frustrating to watch. But overall, it was good. And I would give it a solid... 7 out of 10 tiny coolers. <laughs> 7 out of 10 tiny, like the one that they used for lunch? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, wow. I actually really like this episode. Don't know why. Like, there wasn't anything particularly likable about it. Yeah. But I think I'm going to give it like an 8.5. Whoa. Out of 10 uh, huge, garish owl necklaces. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay, so the boonies is a shortening of the term boondocks okay which is an expression that stems from the the ta- the word bundock in tagalog 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 i'm always so bad at pronouncing that language <laughs> but it's like it's it's basically like ref- it's referred to as like a remote rural area i'm going to look at the origins of it uh it basically means it was used like, it was taken during the Philippine-American War and used by the U.S. military personnel. and Because the, the word buntok refers to mountain. So when they would say, like, the mountains, it's like a remote rural area. Hmm. Makes sense. But I feel like people now use it as, like, a derogatory thing. Yeah, it kind of is. Or is it just, like, out in the middle of nowhere is what they're saying? It basically means out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Like, the sticks. Like I've I heard... feel like the sticks is a little more, like... Those are rednecks are, and they all, like, act really dumb. I feel like people don't say that about boonies. I think, I mean, I think I like the sticks as a term. Okay. (laughs) I like referring to out there as the sticks. 
Because we're in the suburbs, you know? Yeah. Suburbs are pretty cushy. Like the cushy suburbs. Cushy, cushy. Cushy, cushy. Um, <laughs> we don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gage. <laughs> uh, so tune in next time as we discuss episode 14 of Dance Academy. What's it called? Turning it's Point? Turning Points. 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 Turning Points. There you it's have It's kind of it. like the mid-season like revival yeah. You know, like, how, like, every TV show... Where it show, comes like, back after, like, a couple weeks. Yeah, break. every TV show takes, like, a mid-season break. And yeah. And they, like, start it over again. Yeah, That's yeah. basically what happens with this one. Because, like, this is, like, semester break, you know? Yeah, this is the mid-season finale. Yeah. Um, alright, so... Talk to you later. Yeah, bye. <laughs>